good afternoon. Take two. Take two. Take two. Uh, We're doing this again. Take three, actually, for me. Oh, no. I got a big green N for Nick. This is upsetting. What the hell? What? You got, I, got a, I got a green N from you on my oh, end. Oh, in camera. my... Uh, I can't... What's going on? Yeah, Jitsy's being a There's, dick. There he is. Jitsy's a dick. Why, why are we take two in? No! Oh, <laughs> Should we just keep going? Let's just keep it. I was saying take two because we're, again, trying to record a podcast about Sean oh. and Oh, well, he I'm used to... Short. I you am mean used part to hearing... two. Oh. You well, silly take two. Goose. Take two. We're trying again. No, no, take two no, means no. let's do it again, guys. Do you want to start over? Should we start over? No. no. You know, we didn't no. start over last week and we're not good no, this week no. either. <laughs> <laughs> Soldier on. Uh, Shallon Soccer. Talk, finally. Last week, uh, I accidentally watched this movie, did a bunch of research for it. <laughs> then got some blue balls at the last second as you guys talked about a Roddy Roddy Piper movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, before we recorded this, I'm like, yo, we got to talk about the all too well video. Uh, yep. And so here we are again. Shallon soccer. It's a little bonus episode for you this week. You're getting two for the price of one. Yep. Don't say we didn't do nothing for you. <laughs> Rejoice. Uh, OK, this movie has been on the list for a long time, and I'm glad we were finally getting to it. Oh, we, wow. So how long has it been on the list out of curiosity? Oh, God. Two years. OK. Two years, how, maybe. How, how did it land on the list? I'm I'm curious. Oh, I do not remember. I do not remember. Was Somebody. It, I mean, the way all things end up on this list, people come up to me all the time on the street. P, uh, on the street, they, they go, "Oh my god, Nick!" You. They go, they "Nick, I love you. your yeah. podcast. I recognize right. you from your podcast. That's <laughs> big fan." Um, and and they go, "I have the movie for you." And then they lift up their shirt and they have it tattooed on their chest <laughs> every time. Anyhow, no, it's uh, a so, pulsating tattoo. <laughs> At some point, somebody mentioned this movie to me and said, you guys should do this on the podcast. Yo, if you could tattoo one movie to yourself, what would it be? Teeth. Memento. <laughs> I mean, no, but I mean like the whole movie. The whole movie? Like if it was, it was, a, it was a moving tattoo. It was a motion tattoo. Memento. A motion tattoo? So then I can have more tattoos all over. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, this is a good question, isn't it? This is a good question. I don't know. A moving tattoo. Why? What would yours be? It's a hard question, man. So it would have to be like a badass. Like it'd have to be like sli- maybe like the French Connection. You know what I'm saying? Mm. French Connection. Yeah, yeah I mean, just like car crashes and chases <laughs> and just like dirt and grime. Well, like I know, know what you're going well, for, but the French like I gotta, Connection. I, I gotta be able to like walk into a biker bar and they take me seriously. You know what I'm saying? That's How about the only fire walk. Oh, with me? I, oh god, what am I? Oh, that's not bad. Fire walk doing? with me. Just that is like so visually stunning. No, 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 no. You guys are idiots. It's showgirls. <laughs> Adam's like deep throat, obviously. <laughs> hey, guys, come on. It's showgirls. What are we what are we talking about? <laughs> How far away are we from uh animated tattoos, huh? That's a good question. Ooh. Gotta be far. Pretty, pretty close. Right? Certainly in the metaverse we'll have them. Oh, you definitely. So? We'll have yeah. everything in the metaverse, won't we? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's it's coming. Zuckerberg's on it. <laughs> we could already be in that metaverse. Who the, who the hell knows? What's like maybe like uh like Michael Mann's thief? <laughs> it's just because it's like it's badass dude you just want like a you want a badass image moving on your body at all times that was oh, a reference you don't want to get like the fucking wizard of oz you know what i mean you might 
I'll take King Kong. You don't <laughs> take King Kong climbing up and down me. You don't want to get the Breakfast Club on you. You know what I'm saying? Like you want, you want something like sleep. You want James Con drilling into a bank vault. That's what you want. Maybe like eight millimeter. Uh, no, not eight millimeter. <laughs> Please, no. Do not put that on me. Oh God. I, I, I stand by showgirls, but maybe I'll go. Oh you're, boy, you're not serious about showgirls. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's pimp. It's pink flamingos, guys. I'm just kidding. Oh it's pink, my flam- God, it's pink flamingos. Come on. Oh my God. If you said house, I would have respected you at least. <laughs> house is not bad. That's a good one. So house is not good. Bad. The just like the weird, weird Japanese ghosts just floating around your body all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Ah, uh, like because how about like train rolls into a station? <laughs> how, about, like, how about like El Topo? Oh my God. The Holy Mountain, too. I'll take the Holy Mountain. Yeah. The rainbow scene on my chest. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm. Mm. That's a good choice. I can't argue with that choice. Come on. I mean, there's a lot of uncomfortable sexual stuff in that movie, but beyond that, I mean, you really wouldn't want like borderline pornographic images like on your chest. But I'm okay with the mechanical vagina. What? Come on, you don't remember the mechanical vagina? Yeah, but you gotta explain that one to people listening. You can't just drop that and just walk away. Like, bullshit explaining? <laughs> what is that? That's a mechanical vagina. Bye. I guess, I guess that is kind of how it is. Explained. Okay, what would be the worst movie to get talked about? <laughs> worst movie. Yeah. Because I think, it, I, think it would, I think it would be like, like, uh, like Crash, you know? Crash? Or like Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, That'd I be see a bad one. Like Birth of a Nation. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's Twelve bad. Angry Men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's visually stunning, guys. Uh, Annie Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great tattoo. Annie Everything Hall. Everything you movie. want to know about sex. That's a kind of a neat one, though. Well, that I'll one's say, pretty interesting. I'll take that one. What's, what's that blazing saddle? <laughs> how about the all too well short film? Uh, I mean, it's well awkward. It's already there. It's already on my, it's already on my pelvis. See, I wouldn't want that to get in the way of me meeting Jake Gyllenhaal. So, uh, it might wait, be a wait. sore spot. You have an all too well tattoo. <laughs> That's, imagine that's a conversation that was my first tattoo i just walked in here atw <laughs> my arm are you tattoo a full scarf yeah, around a red you? scarf. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's the worst oh that's if, if i ever get a chance to meet taylor swift which you uh, will not. not to get back on this but you will not get a chance you will I, not be i want to give her a red scarf and just be like found it <laughs> You just go to fucking Target. The price tag's still on it. Oh, oh, it's more real than the one you wrote about. For yeah. God's sake. Christ. Please, this oh. one exists. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Shaolin Soccer. Yeah, this is this is an interesting movie. Um, Adam, you'd seen this before? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, I had not. I, I admittedly sort of have this blind spot. Kung Fu movies, uh, uh, samurai movies, um, although two different genres. I mean, both are kind of blind spots to me. Yeah. Um, certainly Chinese cinema is not something that I'm pretty well versed in. That's fine. Um, but, you know, going into this, I expected, because this was what, what it was advertised as, a pretty like influential action film. Um, and I guess watching it, I'm like, oh, this is the movie Dodgeball, but with soccer and, you know, wuxia kung fu. And I guess once you buy into that, once you realize that you are watching a farcical slapstick comedy, like it's kind of fun to sink into this thing. It's like a decent movie. But I mean, it is very, very, very silly. Yeah. You know, it's so silly, in fact, that there is a scene where, you know, a bunch of people on the street who are from China start doing a Bollywood scene because that's cool. Yeah. The, yeah. The flash mob. Flash yeah. mob in this movie. For no, for about five seconds. Yes. Yeah. And that's that. To the song, what? Celebration? Is that right? Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> to like an English version of Celebration? It's English really language weird. Version. Uh, um, yeah, Nick, what'd you think? Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely reminded me of all of those movies like Dodgeball and um, there's uh, the ping pong one. There's uh, Balls of Fury. Mm, Balls yeah. of Fury. Yeah, what's Blades the... What's, of Glory. Blades of Glory on the ice. The bench warmers. All of them. Yeah. It was just another one of those, but for soccer, but with the Kung Fu flair, like you said, which I really liked. Me too. Um, it did remind me of Kung Pao Under the Fist a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and it's sense for of obvious reasons. Sure. But the, those effects for sure. It's definitely yeah. a little bit more intelligent uh, than a lot of those films, though. Oh, it's strangely. Got some- it's got some good craft to the silliness. It's not a poorly made movie at all. I mean, again, you can uh, quabble over how horrible those visual effects are, I suppose. But it kind of it kind of becomes part of the joke for me mm-hmm. that I don't really care. It's so over the top and ridiculous. And I, I was a, I don't know. A part of it is the performances. You know, you you situate yourself into something like this rather quickly. At least I did. Um, and I think at that point, it just becomes a matter of whether or not you like these visual gags, because about 90% of the movie is visual gags rather than just people saying funny stuff. Although I do have to admit, Stephen Chow's performance is really funny. Right. So they play soccer the way that, like, you know, the Looney Tunes play basketball. Um, it's yeah. like Dragon Ball Z playing soccer. Yeah, yeah it's that sort of thing. Um, Stephen Chow, as you mentioned, is the lead in this movie. He's also writer and director. Um, you know, made this in 2001. Uh, it was a movie that was sort of swallowed up by Miramax. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, again, had his grubby paws all over this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was around the time that he was like buying up a lot of these Chinese wuxia uh, movies. And I should also actually do you want to describe what like wuxia cinema is in terms of like the style of like well, the kung fu? I mean, the kung, I, I I can't tell you much about wuxia kung fu, but <laughs> I but I I can tell you like it's it does feel very like anime at times yeah. in sort of its visual style and its its visual looseness. Mm. And I mean, right from the get go, you know that this doesn't re- resemble reality at all, and everyone else is aware of that. So mm. it's just like no holds barred, kind of do whatever you want. Um, 
and there's a lot of movies like this. Uh, there's a lot of movies that Stephen Chow made like this. And he kind of exclusively makes, I think he's still making movies. Right. He actually did. He just released a movie in 2016 called Mermaid, which was apparently fantastic. Which did like very well. Yeah. I, I remember that year, like I looked at the box office, global box office at least, and it was like number five. Yep. It, it was like, it did crazy well in China. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I've been meaning to see it. Apparently it's actually pretty cool. But this was also, I, I think coming out at a time where like anime was becoming extremely popular over here as well because mm-hmm. like like um what the what the hell is that um uh god i hate it when i can't remember this but like cartoon network or something had picked up a bunch of anime shows and was streaming them and not streaming them but showing them to everyone and everyone kind of like really responded to this oh style. yeah there was like a block that was carved i forget what they called it what, tsunami 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 that is yeah. exactly what it is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. tsunami that came out and basically like took the 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 west by by storm and everybody loved it and i think that's part of what uh harvey weinstein was tapping into and it shows because this movie did fairly well and then uh uh stephen chow's following movie kung fu hustle did very well right very well yeah and that's very interesting and it's you know i i kind of love that bridging of the gap because i think if you watch this now and show it to most people i mean i think most people would get it but i'm not sure anyone would uh, predict that it would have taken off as well as it did because it's very strange. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I, I mean, maybe influential is uh, is giving it a little too much credit. Um, but, you know, because obviously, like kung fu movies were around long before this one. Um, and, but you know, it was I think uh, sort of right place, right time thing. You know, it's the tail end of the of the nineties, beginning of the two thousands. Uh, keep in mind too, Harvey Weinstein bought. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon before mm. this one. That's true. Yeah. And had a big Oscar push with it. Ang Lee, I think, won the Oscar for Best Director that year. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it was it was a Best Picture contender. Critically adored movie. Did very well at the box office here. And it looked like there was sort of a hunger for movies like this. Um, and yeah, again, like Wuxia movies aren't, weren't necessarily new globally, but they were new to the United States. And um, yeah, from what I understand, the, the sort of the through line is this like sort of mystical kung fu style this fictionalized sort of kung fu style where like if you kick hard enough you sort of levitate in the air uh and you know you do like as you said dragon ball z-esque uh moves that result in like soccer balls flying at a goalie with flames coming off the side and then giving the goalie third degree burns yes Uh, so yes uh yeah so you know it was sort of right place right time this is actually based on a manga comic book called captain tsubasa captain tsubasa um, and it was like a really popular manga a graphic novel. Um, and so a lot of this is borrowing very heavily from that sort of style. So, yeah, I think you're right. Like there's a lot of animation that that's in, um, that influenced this thing. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle is the one that I need to see because that's like considered his movie. Yes. Like his big movie, Stephen uh, Chow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, as an outsider to this whole cinematic world, what do you think of this? I, I had a fun time. I thought it was silly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Aww. Oh, he didn't like it. No, no I, I liked it. I did. I did. Oh, because I love this movie. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> this no, I, I really, really liked it. I really did. Um, yeah, I just, I, I felt like it, it, it felt at times like I was missing, missing some things. Okay. Do you know what I mean? You know how like you can tell there's an inside joke, but you're not quite getting it. Right. Uh, That's kind of how I felt at times. Maybe. So. I don't know, know, like, there were some moments that were pretty obvious that I think anybody would get, like, the goalie was, like, clearly, like, a like a Bruce Lee lookalike, and they were, like, 
had a yellow jumpsuit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the same Bruce Lee haircut. And yeah, they had the and he did like the come here thing. It was all, you know. So like some of the stuff was obviously you know very well, obvious in that way, but. Well, there's a big parody element to this film for sure. But the thing about like Stephen Chow and, you know, I guess people who are good with handling genres that they they know what makes the genre what it is. They could make straight genre pieces that are just kung fu movies in this instance if they really want wanted to. But because he knows those rules so well, he's very good at breaking them. And he's also very good at understanding what can make them funny. Mm. And that's what I love so much about this understanding. Like, you know, something we could it's funny to just watch someone kick a ball at a wall at a billion miles an hour (laughs) and just hit it right back when it comes to him. Sure. Send the ball into space, let it hang there for half an hour, have the let characters sit around wait. killing time, yeah. and then the ball finally landing. Yeah. Have a kung fu scene surrounded on getting sweet dough. Yeah. Just stuff like that. Right. I, just, I don't know. It's very inventive comedy. It's very visual, and that's part of the reason why I, I like it. It's obviously you know very different than Monty Python, but that's the same reason why I like Monty Python. It's usually the, the visual creative stuff. And the Zucker Brothers, that's another thing that I sure. relate to. You know? But it is absurdist comedy. Just, it, you know, sometimes, I think in general with modern comedy comedies, there's sort of a... I wouldn't say a stigma towards like good filmmaking, but there's just no thought given to good filmmaking because I, I think in the, the minds of both audiences and certainly studio heads, those two genres sort of exist independent of one another. So there's this idea that like comedies are supposed to look shitty with good jokes and funny charismatic performances and dramas are supposed to be movies that look good and don't, and you know, maybe have an occasional laugh. Um, but you know, one is produced for like $10 million and one is produced for a hundred million. And that's, those are the rules, right? And the blending of the two, like, obviously you can have something like, you know, the Avengers movies where there are jokes throughout, but those are really dramas through and through with like sort of a, a levity mm, right, to it. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, that, that was never the case. I mean, it didn't used to be the, we talk about this a lot, but like with Monty Python, that wasn't the case no, with just Mel films, Brooks yeah. movies. That wasn't like young Frankenstein and blazing saddles are really well made, well shot, well directed movies. And I don't know when that happened when we said like, okay, comedies exist over here and only bad directors work on them. And over here in this corner, like the dramas, that's when you can have good Kung Fu. Even though I don't think his early films are poorly made or poorly written or anything, I think Judd Apatow might have had a lot to do with that. Yeah, maybe. Unfortunately, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. But there, there could also just be like financial constraints to this, though. But here's my Judd Apatow thing, though. He doesn't make these kind of comedies. No, no. Judd Apatow makes dramas that are sort of Trojan horsed in as comedies, but really, like, they're just about like pregnancy yeah. or getting married or having a dad or like they're they're not like hilarious laugh out loud slapstick right, movies. Right. Well, there's a few people you could argue that I or, 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 or criticize for this though. I mean, you could probably level a few things against Paul Feig, uh-huh. you know, that that group. And I sounds strange, but I think like just the very existence of Will Ferrell is another thing. How about the Fairley Brothers? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. You know? Yeah, I mean those movies were huge, mm-hmm. but poorly done. You know, yeah, Dumb and Dumber, like whatever. Like you can like Dumb and Dumber, and that's cool. But I mean that movie kind of is objectively awful, right? <laughs> I don't think it's awful. But, <laughs> you know, there's but something the, about Mary is hilarious, but it's not like a great yeah. movie. No, but again, the filmmaking in that is so like like TV studio. Let's just put, 
like shove this thing together right. in, in a factory kind of way. Mm. You're wondering when that happened, the factory mentality for comedies. Yeah, when the like sitcomification happened. Yeah. Well, you know, to a degree, comedies aren't really like a director's medium, though, anymore. They're well, actors. No, but comedies, you you star an actor who's funny. Right. Yes, that's what it you is. You know what I mean? It's not, mm. you, yeah. don't, you don't get a, directors don't get to be artistic as much. And, and there's there's Jim Carrey is one of those people who maybe is guilty of this too even or or not guilty of it but is Sandler uh, exists because of it yeah well Sandler. this is also why you see a lot of these people starring in their own movies mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think you're you're right Adam sure. Sandler is a great example because like he's a uh, yeah I, I would almost would argue that Adam Sandler is like a comedy director that is like forced to act in his own movies. Yeah. More so than I mean, an actor who happens to direct. You know what I mean? I guess you had Jerry Lewis and Peter Sellers and I mean, you had like big movie stars, comedians that, that you know, Eddie Murphy, I mean, to a certain extent, although Eddie Murphy did like sort of higher quality stuff. I think the this is going to get weird and film schooly here, but a lot of people, I mean, he's not like a comedian, but he's a kind of a funny guy that made amazing movies, which would be like Fellini. You know, uh-huh. he's kind of a clown who made a bunch of like really, really like influential films. Not really what I'm talking about, but I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that mentality always existed. I mean, going back to Buster Keaton and shit. Um, yeah. Well, Charlie Chaplin, Chaplin too. Definitely. Yeah. And, Which and, those, movies, those films rock. Yeah. But, but, but that's what, but those movies are really well direct. Yeah. Cause yeah. I guess you go back, you assume that like in the, in the teens, the 19, you know, tens, the 1920s, whatever that, that studios were just churning out just this garbage with big movie stars in it. But you're right. Like the silent films, the biggest silent films, the most influential silent films are all comedies and they're all like really goofy slapstick physical comedy. Oh yeah. They're as broad as you can get. It's comedy, it's horror and it's drama for silent films essentially. And that's it. So yeah. And that's also, that's, that's just like a constraint of the form though. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, but that, so, okay, maybe that's what it is. Maybe the second you add dialogue to it, everybody figured that, you know... Well, comedy becomes uh, the writer and the actor telling the that's joke. That's what I was saying, yeah. Becomes the writer, becomes the actor, and it's actually kind of stand-up influenced in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And it's like we started putting stand-ups in movies. You know, Eddie Murphy was a stand-up first and foremost. Yeah. And we thought he would be good in this role because he can deliver a joke well. And that's a lot of times true, but like... These things shouldn't just be vessels for jokes, which is what I hate more than anything. I mean, that that's yeah. sort of the larger problem. Even if the movie's hilarious, like there's a bit of me that just kind of leaves the movie feeling kind of dry and dull if mm-hmm. it's just joke after joke. That's why I don't like a lot of Will Ferrell after um, uh, um, Anchorman, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just me. So... Yeah, well, no, I, I mean, Will Ferrell, we can go on about Will Ferrell if you really wanted to. But, <laughs> I yeah, mean, like, I, Will I, Ferrell's not the first one, though. I mean, he's in a long line of, like, again, but I, I Harry was doing you. that 15 years before him. Rodney Dangerfield was no, doing No, 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 no. I mean, like, Will, Will, the thing, no, I mean, Jim Carrey is, is entirely visual with his physical performances, though. It's a little bit different. Like, you put Jim Carrey next Jim to Jim Carrey's Will, a, definitely a better actor. It's not even close. Ferrell, for sure. Yeah, it's a little bit like his shtick is, is much more captivating to watch rather than listen to. And it's the is complete- that the case with Rodney? Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. 
Rodney Dangerfield is funnier to listen to, as far as I'm concerned. That's right, but again, he was making movies that like you know did great at the box office, and he's yeah, sure. often the best parts of a lot. Like he's the best part of Caddyshack, just full stop. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, but Back to School is a shit movie. I mean, <laughs> a lot know? of people like Back to School, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're, they're, and ironically, a lot of the best actor comedians are beloved for some of their more serious roles. That's also true. Yeah. Someone like no, Ron I don't Williams even think that they're or... bad actors. I, I I think a lot of these people are actually very good actors. Um, but I, I guess at, at some point, and this is what you guys are essentially saying, and I'm just recycling what you're saying is that the directors are sort of phased out of it. And it's like, well, it doesn't really matter who's behind the camera. Just put like a Blake Edwards type in the case of yes. Peter Sellers behind the camera and just like, let this guy cook because he's the reason people are going to the movie in the first place. No, it's, right. it's as far as I'm concerned now, it's Edgar Wright and it's basically nobody else. Right. That's true. But I wish that there was a, a some sort of marriage of the two. Because that's the thing with Stephen Chow here is that yeah. he is yeah, yeah. he's Chaplin, right? He's directing and he's starring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know? know? Yeah, there's like none of I that. There's the mar- none, again, of that, none of the that mar- anymore. The marriage of the two is these people end up starring in their own movies. This is where you get like Adam Sandler and like Seth Rogen even. And, yeah. You I know? guess Seth Rogen is what, technically one, but what it's just... Exactly, yeah. yeah. Technically. This is where you get this from though is because they're... The big studios, I don't think, are interested in putting, you know, good directors that, to do comedies. And we're paying them a ridiculous amount of money. It's like, I'm not going to pay for, like, the, the the cool indie director to work on this. I'm just going to hire the fucking guy working on CBS's mom. Well, that's the problem. Well, I think uh, over, you know, in the 21st century especially, I just think studios start, started to see uh, comedy films as just more disposable than any other genre. I mean, there's been a long time since we've had a, had a great comedy. Yeah. What's the last one? I don't know. Don't say stepbrothers. <laughs> In terms of a broad comedy, like a great, I mean, super bad, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the last, like, sort of generation defining. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. It is was there one in the last ten years? I don't think so. Can you think of one? That, I mean, obviously, you have like you know Coen Brothers things in there. But the Coen brothers kind of not, exist in their own bubble. Yeah, there's the, there's I mean, there's plenty of, I guess, cult films, you know, that have their little groups. I mean, there's the Scott Pilgrims versus the world, but that's not what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, I'm, we're talking about like defining in the way that like Blazing Saddles, Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller was defining yeah. in the yeah. way Animal that House, isn't Animal it? House was defining. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Did you I search? Mean, I'm doing a look and I feel like a lot of the movies that you would consider like kind of funny are also just more serious sure. now yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. on this list they have like parasite on here which like yeah I, I see where they're coming from but that's not a comedy though it's got its moments but that ain't a comedy it's kind of a dark comedy no it's in not some a ways it's it's like i said got it's I don't moments, know, 21 but... jump street <laughs> people <laughs> liked that i i mean 21 jump street's hilarious like that movie. but like it's a good movie yeah but that's not no but but it, yeah it's no animal house Right. We didn't have that in, in uh, the 2010s. We did not have that in the 2010s. All right, I'll give you Rolling Stones list. You ready? So this is uh, the Hangover. Oh God! I guess it is. Ah, I guess. Yeah, that, it's the Hangover, be, right? Yeah, maybe. Shrek. <laughs> Although I would argue yeah. the Lego Movie. Mm, I like the Lego Movie. I really like that movie actually way more than I should. Best uh, comedies of the 21st century. Best in show. They call number one. Good movie. But again, like these are like sort of, well, I guess best in show is like a, that's a Christopher Guest broad 
comedy. Yeah, that counts. Like In the Loop is number two, which is like a political satire from like the guys that made Veep. And, oh. like, no one has seen it. I'm... I love that movie, but you know, Bridesmaids is here. Oh, Step Brothers is here. Idiocracy is here. Really? Punch Drunk Love doesn't really count. No. Tony Erdman. Gee, I mean, Shaun of the Dead is here. Shaun of the Dead's great. Forty you know Year Old Virgin, are... Virgin, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That What's his bad. name from the Shaun of the Dead? From Shaun of the Dead in those films? Simon Pegg. Simon, Simon Pegg. Pegg. He's he's a good, like, sort of comedy actor, director, Very. writer. Right. He he writes and directs. Those, I'm not right? sure he directs, but he definitely he, he he's involved. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. wrote both of them. See, like, Eleven is in Bruges. That just doesn't count. But th- this is what we consider a good comedy now. Yeah. I think that's the other thing. There's this stigma now where if it's slapstick or it's goofy or it doesn't have, like, this, like, dramatic undertone, yeah. it can't be good. Well, everybody's so serious today, too. Like, and I, I don't mean that in, like, some sort of, like, p- political way or anything. Like, I just mean, like, I, part of me wants to say, like, The Dark Knight was the turning point where all movies got serious. You know what I mean? It was what popularized it. I mean, there were, I mean, you had the Casino Royale prior, which was part of that chain, but it yeah. didn't really like, like it didn't become like understood the way that it was until you got to the dark Knight. Yeah. There was That's, a trend yeah. and we haven't really gone back. Is it and, Woody? Is it Woody's fault? God, probably. Most things are Woody's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Most things are Woody's fault. I think you can blame most of the world's problems on Woody Allen. Because again, it used to be like high praise if you were compared to like the Marx Brothers. Like that used to be the pinnacle of like you made it as a filmmaker if you were compared to Buster Keaton or Chaplin or something. But those were stupid movies. I mean, those were really dumb movies with not like much to say about society other than, wow, it's really scary to hang off a a giant clock in the middle of of, of the town square, you know? But by that metric, though, I mean, you could say Woody, but does it extend to Seinfeld, too? Uh, What sort of TV comedy did? Seinfeld is is just Woody Allen stuff. I mean, that's just an extension of that, Mm -hmm. of that id. Yeah. And I think it's probably Woody. I think like Woody was the one that came around as like, okay, we're going to make comedies and like, they're going to be for the most part, they're going to be funny. And he, co- but he comes from a like classical comedy background, yeah, I know. but like, I want to be Bergman too. That's it's like, I'm a stand up, but I also want to be Bergman. But then maybe we blame Bergman. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you just want to blame Bergman. <laughs> Love blaming Bergman. <laughs> but I think Woody came around as like, I can actually make serious films with my sense of comedy still intact. My sense of humor is still intact. Yeah. And he's he's got really like really good visionary films in there too. Some of them, like no, I mean, he, but I but I do kind of wonder if he ruined it for the rest of them. Probably. <laughs> well, but you <laughs> also even have like, and this is a whole different conversation. But even kids movies, like with like Pixar, you know, even kids movies can't just be like you're not allowed to be a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Even they got to be serious and talk about. And and don't get me wrong, I think that Pixar makes very good movies. Not anymore. Um, well, <laughs> what's wrong with Pixar, man? Yeah, I don't know. Steve Jobs dead. <laughs> um, they're making like a cars mini series oh now steve jobs is dead john lasseter's a pedophile and yeah and i guess that woody allen there is also woody allen is also a pedophile <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you're right but no i wouldn't trade those original pixar movies for the world but then everything tried being pixar right I, I just think get, that there's yeah. just been too many elements of, you know, serious, quote unquote, comedies doing well. And there's some financial constraints where it's like, why would we pay more money 
when we don't need to mm-hmm. to make the same amount of money. Because, like, to be honest with you, here's the thing. Even if you do get a good director uh, behind the camera, that movie's not going to make that much more. Yeah, I, I mean, the movie's either a hit or it's not based on that star. Mm-hmm. And that's just the bottom line. Because yeah. as you said, it's 100% star driven. So, like, if the public is into whatever uh, Will Ferrell is selling at that particular moment, then they're going to go see the movie. And that trend is occurring now, even with dramas, with the Disneyfication of things. Like, I mean, th- they just throw the rock in anything. Oh, my God. Can you we know talk what I mean? about Red Notice for a second? Or, well, I was, I was thinking Jungle Cruise. I mean, uh, Jungle Cruise is another What one, a garbage sure. pile I, that is. I have seen. I have I've seen like 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 um you what and they're not like full YouTube ads it's like like on on YouTube on a top of all the my my videos on my like upcoming playlist or whatever you get like a quick little picture of whatever movie's playing soon and Red Notice is always on there what the hell is it I don't know but I think it's the end of cinema <laughs> you think so I think we're done I think we hit the end like and like it, if Damn. I'm sorry to put too much weight on one movie's shoulder, but it's pretty I bad. Think that killed it. What it, what what is it? So it's a heist movie, right? With Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, and Dwayne Johnson, and like that is a fucking race to the bottom for who has the least charisma of those three. I mean, you want to talk about just black holes of charisma? Who's the worst? Uh, I mean, they. I think those might be the top three in terms of like star power and attractiveness to charisma ratio. How do you rank that? Because I think Ryan Reynolds has the most charisma, followed by... Probably, yeah. Yeah, and then you go, I hate to say it, dude, The Rock, and then Gal Gadot. I guess. Yeah. But all three are kind of insufferable. Yeah. Like, they're really bad (laughs) on their own, and then they just put them together, and they spent like $100 million on it and put it on Netflix. $100 million? What? They spent a lot of money Jesus on Christ. For this that? was going to be like their big splashy like. Because they hadn't gotten paid in a year? <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> Let me look up the budget for that movie. It, it's like. it. Yeah, I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot, man. You forget that Free Guy also came out. <laughs> Did you forget about Free God, Guy? Free Guy's another one that is just <laughs> killed me. Yep. Nick, guess the budget for Red Notice. Red Notice? Yes. Um, I don't know anything about this movie. I'll tell so. you about it. It's a heist movie with Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, I mean... It's a Netflix one. $375 million. $200 million. Okay. For I thought Red it was going to be a lot higher. Still, $200 that's million. Still, that's dollars. really expensive, though. Nick, how much, mo- of the, but how much of that pie is, like, The Rock getting alone? I, I feel I, like it's like got to be fifty million for the right. Like that's yeah. so I'm actually kind of surprised they were able to make the movie with the leftovers. Nick, that movie costs <laughs> almost almost a hundred million more than Dune. Yeah, when you put it like that, Jesus, that is Christ. horrific. That is offensive. Ah, uh, maybe I need to watch this shit. Maybe I shouldn't cast stones. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And the fact that he was able to make Dune with that budget. That's insane, isn't it? Incredible. It is insane. I mean, Hats those, off. Those three people, man. God. They like unite like they they fucking they united with their infinity stones. And just like <laughs> just this gauntlet of dog shit. That's cinema for Oh you. my god. You hear that snap I just did? Cinema's destroyed. Man, I hate all of them. <laughs> gauntlet of dog shit. I, really I mean, like th- those term. three are massive stars. They're, they could be, what, three or ten biggest stars now? And they suck. They all suck. <laughs> what is the deal? 
Like what? Like Illuminati group in a, in a boardroom somewhere was like, you know, who who shall we put next on the carousel of movie stardom? It was Don Cheadle. <laughs> I think it was Don Cheadle. Who did this? <laughs> who did this to us? We don't deserve these three people. The only like good person left is John Favreau, and they just have him in a corner. And they're like, this is your only project for the next 20 years. You're only allowed to make The Mandalorian and Marvel. Don't touch anything else. <laughs> or else we're throwing your ass out of here. Right. And you can do that you can do that cooking show on Netflix. You're allowed to go cook. <laughs> You're allowed to go cook with food truck people. <laughs> That's it. He's the only guy with a shred of artistry that they still keep in that room. Oh my. He, but he's on such a short leash. You They're know just going to milk yeah. him dry. He's going to be a husk. I mean, have you seen how skinny he's getting? It's not because he's on a diet. No, it's because no, they're squeezing the art He's out on of him. a hamster wheel in, at the Disney lot. <laughs> it's right. fucked up, man. They I are pressing what he looks like him now. like a fucking grape. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh. All right, uh, Shallon Soccer. Oh, geez. Well, that was our long-winded way of saying good yeah. comedy. Comedy's dead. That's, <laughs> yeah. all, that's all we're saying. Good on you, Stephen Chow. Give me the plot. The plot of Shaolin Soccer? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny. It's a funny plot. So, uh, yeah, we open up with a, a, a soccer match from, I don't know, 20 years prior. Uh, and an athlete known as the, what is it, Golden Leg? Mm-hmm. I believe golden leg um, goes to kick the game winning goal and misses and his legacy is ruined and a mob uh, <laughs> storms the stadium and beats him and ruins his leg <laughs> so he can never play soccer again. Hell of a way to start the movie. It's pretty good. I love this. <laughs> opening solid. By the way, all the teams here are team fixers and team evil. Mm. <laughs> yes. I guess really? which are the good guys. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> because yep. Team Fixers was paid by Team Evil to fix the game oh. and throw the game. Mm. That's true. So here's which, the e- which, evil boss. Which that the evil plot coach. twist is revealed exactly five minutes later. Oh, less than that. <laughs> it's it's less. Hilar- it's, 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 so it's actually great. pretty hilarious because it's the type of thing that you'd expect to be revealed an hour into the movie. But then yeah, that's the, a third act twist. Absolutely. Right, and then the bad guy goes, he's just like. I paid those people to storm the crowd and break your legs. Like, oh, <laughs> all those <okay>. people. <laughs> all right. There's the motivation. That, yeah, it's like the Joker killed Batman's parents. You know, it's like it's that type of twist. It's like, oh, it was him all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except the Joker reveals it right at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he kills Bruce's parents and he goes, one day you're going to be a bat and you're going to fight me and I'm dressed like a clown. <laughs> It just doesn't have the same effect, you know? I tell you what, though. You, you get that version of Joker, it might be a slightly better movie. I think so. Just get on with it already. Just, uh, just get on version, with it. You know? We get, just killed De Niro in the first two minutes. <laughs> it point. starts off the movie. Boom. Just enough, man. I can't, you know what's you know, coming. I cannot think of a movie that aged worse. Like It's awful. Avatar aged worse. No. Mm, well, Avatar you, can still, worse. you can still defend Avatar. There's an argument there. I mean, we talked about, I don't even hate Avatar. I don't hate Joker or Avatar, but I think if we're to 
talk about which one aged the worst, where people just completely reverse. I mean, everybody fucking hates Avatar now. There's plenty of Joker proponents. What what would for you be like a more desperate, or what is a more desperate rehash of the past? The fact that James Cameron is making four Avatar sequels 12 years after the initial movie came out, or Taylor Swift rehashing the all-too-well Jake Gyllenhaal breakup? I'll give him a chance. Let <laughs> me just chance. say that. Yeah, now that you put it that way. Because both of you are like, James, it's 2021. Come off it already. Yeah. I will sit through five Avatar films before I make that decision. Is he done with the second movie yet? I don't know. I don't think it's even <laughs> shot yet. What? <laughs> what is he doing? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> He's fucking getting in a submarine and just going to the bottom of the ocean. I think guy. they were going to start and it's like, oh, COVID happened. It's like a, a global pandemic happened. They were finally ready to do it. <laughs> that guy's like George R. R. Martin. He's like, oh, I swear I'm working on it. Oh, oh my God. God. It's yeah, but at least like Martin wrote like five books. At least yeah, it's a well, series. It's, it's, Cameron <laughs> has been insisting on the fact that this is a franchise. I don't like I don't. Yeah, I know the franchise of one. <laughs> like it's a franchise of one. It really is. No, it's the movie and it's the Disney ride. <laughs> <It's that's- laughs> the Avatar franchise. One movie. He's been insisting on this for years. Well, and I like how he's announced four movies. It's like, how can you even do that? At one point, it was five, wasn't it? Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. He knocked it down to four. Because <laughs> he just can't do it. I'm doing a modest four now. Oh, modest <laughs> I would not be surprised if he hasn't shot any of them. I don't oh think a God. single frame has been shot yet. Yeah. I could be wrong. Is but he... I feel like we would have seen something by now, right? I, I, no, I think he's just been developing the technology. That's right. He's... What technology? Can we stop pretending that he's an inventor? Yeah, can we stop pretending this is not a green screen in Atlanta? You know what? Like, can I'm we not stop pre- this? I'm not pretend. That's what he's doing. That's what I'm he sick thinks of pretending he's doing. That James Cameron is the fucking Sigourney Weaver is, is the not, Da Vinci of our day. Does not have a fucking fucking scuba gear in you know like in the Great Barrier Reef. They're not stop it. Yes, but there's that, no technology that they're inventing. But here. that's what he thinks he's doing. That's what I'm saying. He needs to convince himself that he's created something amazing. He wants to put people in the new cinemas. The only way to appreciate Avatar, where you're not in seats, you're you're in the world. This you're is not, the underwater okay. Avatar. This is movie, yes. right? that's what two is. I guess so. Yes. I think that James Cameron orchestrated the pandemic to shut down movie theaters, <laughs> and now he's working with Facebook to create the metaverse so he can make his next Avatar movie. That's ah, the only interesting. This film is scheduled is for December 2022. <laughs> not going to happen. How? Shooting for Avatar 2 complete. Oh. Avatar okay. 3 nearly finished. Wow. All right. Eating our words. Man, this was originally scheduled for December 2021, though, so it's already been pushed a year. Mm. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. It's like Bethesda that. saying, oh, the next Elder Scrolls, it's coming. Oh, sure it is. Yeah. Oh, that 10 years later, Skyrim anniversary edition. Let's release another version of Skyrim. The video game world (laughs) is the fucking worst for that, isn't it? Particularly because I'm a shooter fan and like the waiting on like Half-Life 3, which is just never going to happen. But I just love the running gag that Half-Life 3 might come out this year as a joke. Yeah. You know, James Cameron's only 66. Yeah, I know he's not that old. Because it feels like he's like 90. No. 90 you know no I mean? he's not that old no no it just it feels like he's just been doing this forever it's like it just feels like the titanic's like career. what like 25 years old yeah something like that oh my god is I mean, that right 97 
Yeah. Yeah. Holy I mean, shit. Damn. Make make some of you feel old in the Discord. <laughs> Titanic's twenty five years old, guys. Damn. Guess how old I am. Twenty five. <laughs> Man. Well, see, it doesn't shock anybody when I say it, but like when you go up to people and you're like, "I'm twenty five. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm actually, it probably blows their mind more when I say it. That you're what? Twenty six. Yeah. What I like tell people. What do they think you are? Oh, they think I'm like 17. Oh. <laughs> I was getting in a chat with some guy at the gym the other day for like 20 minutes. When did you graduate high school? And then afterwards, he's like, how old are you? I go, I'm 26. I'm like three years older than him. He's like, what? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That feeling I love. It's really funny. I meet people at the gym all the time who are like, no insult to them, but like they're they're like balding and stuff. And they're like a lot bigger. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I'm 23. I'm like, Jesus Christ. What is yeah, going on? How right. am I older than you? Crazy. Yeah. Oh no, it's nuts. Yeah. Once you hit twenty, it's a crapshoot. You cannot predict anyone's age anymore. Hundred percent. Well, because like twenty-one to twenty-nine, like yeah, there it, it could be anything. <laughs> like once you hit forty, it's like all right, we know what forty looks yeah, like. Yes, that's true. That's true. We know what forty looks like. We know what fifteen looks like. Everything in between gray area. Everything in between a gray area. Yeah. So are you saying that Jake Gyllenhaal should have been a little more accepting of that twenty-one-year-old girl? I think that is what he said. Why saying. was Jake Gyllenhaal t- dating a 21-year-old? Why has this not been brought up? That I don't know. What's that about? No, no. Huh? I think weird. everybody thought it was a great get on both sides. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think everybody's <laughs> just time. happy for them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, go ahead, Nick. All right, so we've gotten through the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah, the guy's like, I hired this mob to break your leg. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's sort of to seek revenge, I guess, he decides he wants to make his own soccer team and beat this guy. In mm-hmm. So this guy who runs uh, Team Evil is basically like the winning team in the league. And I think does he run the league? Now he does. Well, he's like uh so yeah, he's a coach for Team Evil and that's like the, you know, New England Patriots, I guess, of the so- of the of the Chinese <laughs> soccer world. I love that. Um and uh, I guess this is this actually takes place in Hong Kong, right? Not China, or is that like a hot button issue? What do can you I, can I say that? What am I gonna have to pull a friggin' uh, John? No, Cena no, no. I mean, I apologize. Mean, it's a Hong Kong film. Oh, no, it's, we're t- oh, yeah, it's yeah, Hong yeah. Kong, not Taiwan. It's that's a different it's, issue. Well, Hong Kong's an issue too, right? I mean, it was <laughs> not anymore, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. So, uh, but uh, so yeah, he's like the you know the, the the Bill Belichick of the soccer world there, right, right, and um, and but yeah, he also like runs like a tournament. I guess he's like mm. the chairman of a of a tournament that seems like it's just like an open anybody can like register for. Well, he has to decide who registers, right, right. But the prize is a million dollars, and our old player Golden Leg is now searching for a team. Any- can I make can I make a comment about soccer coaches for a second? <laughs> sure. I know nothing about soccer. I watch very little soccer. It bores the shit out of me. I think we perfected it with football. <laughs> Certainly. You think they have anything in common? Fuck you if you call it football. It's not football. <laughs> don't go to England and say that. You will, particularly don't go into a Manchester pub and say that because you will die. Soccer blows. <laughs> Every game ends in a tie. There's no scoring. There's no offense. It's just a lot of back and forth and like just guys falling over and pretending to break their knees. That's true. But every soccer coach looks like he belongs in a GQ magazine. Mm-hmm. 
unbelievable looking. Yeah. What is it? They always show up perfectly gelled, slick hair, right? Mm. Suits, little man cleavage, the gold chain with the cross <laughs> at the end. What is it about? Si- they're smoking a fucking cigarette on the sideline. <laughs> oh, they're coaching. What is it? With- they look phenomenal. All of them look great. What? And then you look over here and it's like Andy Reid is there. He weighs 400 pounds, <laughs> you know, for the Chiefs. He's he's eating a Big Mac on the sideline as he calls <laughs> plays. That is one thing soccer does better than ev- football coaches are all fat slobs. That's true. And over there, the, the, you see the fucking Italian soccer coaches? The dude is like fucking Fabio. He's unbelievable looking. Well, they look great. That's one thing soccer does better than every other sport. They look great. Damn. I think I'm, look, I'm just looking at all these soccer coaches now so I can just enjoy. Tell me I'm wrong. Look, this yeah. is literally a GQ shoe. <laughs> this is they're a gorgeous. cover shoot. They're gorgeous. They're all stunning men. They're silver foxes in their 60s. They look great. I'm assuming they're all former soccer players. I mean, of course, but you think that they smell like the greatest cologne you've ever smelled. (laughs) (laughs) You could just smell the cologne looking at these. It's guys look phenomenal. I have no idea what that's about. Honestly, they look better than the players. Yeah. What is that? I think it's because soccer is not a complicated sport. (laughs) You don't have to do any coaching. I don't think think coaching is very tough. They just get good players and then they get up there and they say, all right, here's today. We're going to win. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna run faster and kick better. Break, <laughs> dude. How much any- strategy is there to soccer? I mean, like, so- and I'm not trying to insult soccer here. I think it's a very I'm sure there is. There's some strategy. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure there is. There's there's, but it's it's more of a real like physical fitness. Like you're running constantly. It's just about that. Oh, like, it, I you mean, know, football t- is a lot more strategy. Yes, is what I'm saying. Yeah, American football, yeah, a lot of sure. strategy because it's the most overcomplicated possible game that we could come up with. God, don't say this in front of soccer fans, man. No. no talk about a defensive group of motherfuckers. Have you ever been to a European soccer game? I've been I, to I've a... I've never f- been to Europe, so I don't know how Out here, we have I, FC Cincinnati. It's really popular. Everybody loves going to the soccer matches. Is it popular? They have a giant stadium. What stadium do they play in? It's their own uh, stadium? Yeah. They have their own stadium in downtown Cincinnati. It's huge. They do? Yes. Built last Damn. year or two years ago. Oh, my God. It's huge out here. FC Cincinnati is huge. People arguably, soccer, arguably as big as the Bengals. I, Not joking. I don't, I don't know about that. But yeah, it's a point taken, though. That's crazy. In the city, within the city limits. Yeah. As I don't big get as the, the Bengals. Enth- I don't get the enthusiasm. Maybe that's what the coaches are doing. I mean, as a coach, like I'm going to try to match this crowd's enthusiasm and show up wearing a fucking suit. Because the crowds at European soccer games are all out of their minds. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, they're psychopaths. Oh, yeah. And they're going to kill you just if you take a glance it's at just, them. It's fun watching the crowd get cams at these, like... No, I have PTSD. Coverage. It's terrifying going to some of those I'd games. I'd love to go. How it's expensive a, was the beer? The uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, 13 euros or something. That's about right. Yeah. I paid so about about the same as brother concert about well, the same as like uh, in the US. like but yeah something like okay yeah. but you live there for long enough to know how much fucking thirteen euros is like well it right? changes all the time though the dollar amount changes constantly it changed while I was there <laughs> so how many bitcoins was it Nico <laughs> was it expensive was beer expensive at the game more expensive than at the bar uh more expensive yeah yeah okay yeah. I was trying to figure out if it was like cheap beer was like the reason. 
You know? Oh, I see what you're saying. Because out yeah. here, it, I mean, they had $1 beer at FC Cincinnati games back in the day. $1 beer? Yeah, it was bad beer, but uh. got people. Oh, got my them. God. We got to go to a game, Nick. Well, I don't they think that's what it is anymore. Dollar no, they beer? used to. They used to. Oh. Now they have a big stadium. <laughs> <laughs> before they were playing. In it was before lot. the stadium. <laughs> I'm realizing like Nico loves the novelty of just crap. Oh, yeah, he loves dollars. He loves yeah. the grimiest, dirtiest parts of society. I like feel gambling like, dens, I, fucking heroin dealers in the alley. New York City, like a New 70s York. New York City. That, like, oh, I wish I could go. Like, that's where I completely agree with you. Oh, I, I wish I could go. I love that texture. I, oh, yeah, what do you yeah. love that texture? I, I want to go I, to the brothel. And you love the texture driver, of man. mold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yes. uh, like, like the scene in La La Land where he just looks up in the corner of his house and there's just mold accumulating everywhere. That kind of shit. I hate that. <laughs> That's good stuff. I, I love it. Yeah. All right, we'll go to an FC Cincinnati game. I'm All right, come out here. We'll they, That's a, it's a MLS team, right? It's a professional. Like, it's the big thing, right? Michaela is correcting me, but I'm not going to reveal the correction. Oh my god, she handed you a note. I am your censoring. Aide, your aide handed you a note. Yeah. Read it. She says it was the, uh, no, get away from it the mic. The get hot, away from the mic. It no. was the hot dogs. She says it's the hot dogs, <laughs> not the beer that was a dollar. I was told it was the beer. Oh. That's what she's claiming. Ugh. I don't see any evidence. That's still pretty any. good, though. Yeah. Still a good deal. That's still pretty good. Michaela, how you doing? You're not on the show. You're on no. the show. No, right, now she's yeah. on the show. How's Minecraft? They, they <laughs> ask you how's Minecraft. Was I loud? No, <laughs> little. Very loud. Quite loud. Sorry. I'm, the, I'm not on the other side of the house anymore. So. I let her out of her dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> she got time in the yard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Marriage life. Oh, man. Anyway, I love this villain. He's great. He's smoking a cigarette in the sideline. Yeah. Just like, what a life, Wonderful. man. Yeah. What a life. He is the best evil villain you could possibly ask for. I, so good. Just, is the, I, I know we say this all the fucking time, but there's just nothing better than a villain that's evil for no reason. That's like, <laughs> great. It. Well, if it. you play it well, right? <laughs> yeah. If you yeah, try yeah. to make it all self-important, but they have no good motivation, that's awful. But like, if if, if you don't even try. Yeah. There's something just so cool about that guy who walks in and just doesn't give a fuck. Just doesn't try. Mm-hmm. Love I it. like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well, so go ahead. So, yeah, he's trying to collect his team and he runs into a, essentially a bum on the street who's trying to sell him to go to his like Shaolin uh, martial arts class. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy has like broken shoes and is just like carrying bags full of cans. And he's basically like, no, nah, I'm not interested. Um, throws a can at him, right? And he kicks it with his Shaolin powers into the fucking stratosphere, the can. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, only later when he finds the can embedded in a brick wall, <laughs> yanks it out, and then the entire brick wall crumbles, does he kind of realize, like, oh, this is the guy that I need this guy's on the team. These are the type of gags that we're getting in this. By the way, literal banana peels in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> literal yeah. slip on a banana peel joke. Twice. Mm-hmm. It's brought up twice. That twice. was hilarious. Oh, I the, love it. the woman falling. So... <laughs> that was hilarious right like that was legitimately hilarious it, was- it's also but but it's not just the fact that there's a fucking banana peel gag but it's also the fact that um 
when um, Stephen Chow's explaining it, it's like, if only she knew Kung Fu, she could have <laughs> saved herself from that fall. Yeah. He's just making all these excuses for why you should use Kung Fu for literally everything. Right. Trimming hedges, you need Kung Fu. Delivering the paper, you need Kung Fu. Yeah. And it's like where in one sense it's a joke, in another sense, like, that is the lore of this world. Yes. Like, you are you buy into that. Like, okay, if you know Kung Fu, you're good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which I guess isn't too far off. I, I would as, I would assume most people who are good at Kung Fu are good at many things. Did you guys yeah. do karate as a kid? No. You did, didn't you? I did. Were you any good? Made it up to Purple Belt. Purple Belt? How many levels is that? Yeah, I have no idea. I think it's like four. Four? Karate sure belts. They, not sure that the criteria was that like closely followed. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get the Purple Belt? I uh, broke some boards and shit. Did some routines. Mm. Got into some hand-to-hand combat, you know. Some hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Were you almost killed? Uh, no, I brought a couple kids to their asses. Oh. So yeah. you got a white to yellow to orange to blue to purple. Oh, five. And then purple stripe. Uh-huh. Green. Never got there. Never got green the stripe. stripe. Never got red, stripe. red stripe. Brown, brown stripe. And then black. And then black. So. Some kids ate the pavement. Oh, yeah? We'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Kicking ass. At how old were you? I was nine. It was in Not my to glory brag days. or anything. In my glory days, you know what I'm saying? God, I never understood that. Like, like, <laughs> like I don't know. It just did not seem like that much fun. Was it just cool? It was alluring? Um, I think my parents made me do it. <laughs> I think it's what it was. <laughs> I think my parents made me do it. Great. I'll How many boards did you break with your hand? Uh, some of them broke. Some of them I just hurt myself and I started crying. <laughs> um, I have the video. Did there, your dad? Video did your dad exists. pre-cut them? Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would like so. Uh, for those of you that have never been to a dojo before and don't have any experience with this, let me explain. So, it, at Valari's Karate School for Children, um, they would have these plastic boards, and the boards would you know snap together. There would be two plastic pieces that would snap in, and uh, the the harder the the level or the, the higher up in order to prove your strength, the, the harder the board is to break. Um, so, you know, you would start out pretty easy. Just hit a board with your forearm and it would like break instantaneously. You could do it with your pinky and it would, it would break. Uh, but then it would move up a little bit and yeah, you would have to really go all in. And uh, yeah, there were some bruises left on old Nico's forearm. Did Frank Duke show up? Frank Dukes didn't show up. Well, mm. My sensei reminded me a lot of Frank Duke. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Did he train you in sunglasses? Uh, <laughs> oh God, I hope not. Dude, that's really probably like a fucking used car salesman now. Oh no. I really love like I look up Valari's martial arts center uh-huh. and just like on Google, I just see uh, just a bunch of white dudes. <laughs> but though that's what so yeah, the, my guy was like a white a bald white dude with a goatee. <laughs> Like literally, oh, no. and it, he was maybe in his thirties, and definitely like was just working. I think I see your Sonic instructor. I in. see your instructor right here. It's got to be. <laughs> what? Can you share your screen? Or no? Or what's his? What's his name? Oh, I don't know. Does it not say uh-huh. his name? Let me look this up. You think he's still there? Was it in Torrington? Uh, it was in Newington. Newington. Oh, and yeah, maybe he went over to Torrington. Totally uh, could be. That's so funny. Yeah, let me look at these pictures here. Man, good times. Are they still around? No. Is that him? 
I think it is. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it is. Yes, I think it is. Oh, oh what was that guy's name? I, don't, I, I called him Sensei. How would I know? Oh, you had to call him Sensei. You had to call him Sensei. You walked into the dojo and you would like, look, the first time you walked through the door, you had to bow to the Sensei. Or like, and just like bow to the receptionist working at the desk. You have to like bow to her. Don't work. you have to bow before you get on the mat? Oh, yeah. What happens if you didn't bow? They kick your ass. You're getting punished. You kick your ass. Yeah, yeah you tell, all, the, the sh- all the 30-year-old instructors get together and whoop your little nine-year-old <laughs> they ass. <laughs> they whoop him. Whoop the boy. Karate <laughs> class, man. Oh, I took one of my nerdy friends one time in the fifth grade. Just like, like I had a friend that like, like played. His name was Ben. Great kid. We've lost touch. But he like played trumpet and was like really into jazz and shit. He used to like just like draw me cartoons. He was like this. He was like a really fucking nerdy kid. And one day they were doing like take your friend to karate class day. And I brought him along with me and he was not having it. No. It was like he was just sucking his thumb and just crying. Oh, no. (laughs) Poor kid. (laughs) You ruined his day. Because I took him to karate class. That's why you fell out of touch. He never watched a kung fu movie ever again. <laughs> oh, I wonder if he remembers that story. Oh no! I gotta get a hold of this guy. I'm just gonna uh, randomly message him. I, do you remember that one time? Oh, I haven't talked to him in like 15 years. Really? Oh, it's been ages. Start the conversation with that. You remember karate class? I think we're friends on Facebook. Really? I wonder if I can get a hold. Okay, uh, man, we're all over the place. Today. Yeah, I know. It's late. We should mention that. <laughs> yeah, night show. It's a night show. Night we're show, getting baby. the wee hours of the yeah. evening here. <laughs> all right, I'll get back to the plot. <laughs> Hurry up. We've got to go to bed. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we we kind of followed like the subplot of like the um, the main kicker of the team as uh, the two of them go around uh, trying to like, you know. He finds his old, all of his old buddies, and they all have like old funny nicknames and uh, special specialties or whatever that they're good at, and they get them all together, get the gang together, kind of thing, right? So we have like a what is it, Iron Head or right? Well, they they they're they're brothers, so and they're very simple names though. There is first brother, there is second brother, <laughs> there is third brother. Oh, you're right, you're fourth right. Fourth brother, and I think there's fifth brother. I was going to say, what did you name the fifth one? Yeah, fifth brother. Okay. Yeah. We don't talk about sixth brother. <laughs> we don't talk about that guy. No, no, no. And Bruce. <laughs> uh, wasn't there like little little boy or something like that? And he was like the biggest guy there. Yeah, but he could also fly. Gag. Yeah, yeah. One of those. That's a classic gag that I love. He's good. just, he's shoveling potato chips into his face. And they literally like glued like, potato yeah. crumbs to his mm-hmm. face just so right. they but he's that. eating them where, where only like a third of the chips are actually landing in his mouth and the <laughs> rest are getting crushed on his cheeks. In case you wanted to know whether or not he was fat. Right. right. He's quite fat, this guy. It's really good. <sighs> and uh, uh, the love okay. interest, I guess, is a woman who uses Shaolin Kung Fu to uh, make uh, dumplings. Dumplings. Well, they're, what is it, sweet sweet dough or something like sweet, that? Sweet rolls. Sweet. Okay. I don't well, by the way, not a love interest, a friend interest. Oh, you're, ve- I mean, I guess he, you're right. He, he was, was very explicit. <laughs> he's very explicit. Love me? No, we're just friends. What the fuck are you talking about? 
<laughs> I liked that bit of like obviously like flip that on its head. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of um, loved it. I and she's like covered ET at the end. Yeah. Oh, that's the <laughs> you look best. like ET. Well, so she's covered in hives, right? Like her whole face is like yeah. scabbed over, serious mm-hmm. acne at the very least. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so they get the whole soccer team together. I mean, we don't need to get it. It's one of these silly, fucking, stupid movies. It's not that important about the actual plot. It's just no. the parts yeah, it, that we think are funny. It's yeah. more so the the gags. Well, what's your fu- your favorite like visual gag? Mine's when um they have that first scrimmage. And they're getting their asses kicked. And then all yep. of a sudden, Stephen Chow's crawling on the ground and a war scene starts happening around him. Yeah, yeah. that's the moment where it's like, oh, this is the type of movie you're watching. Yeah. Right. I loved yeah. it. The flash and mob, that I guess, felt, another moment. But. To me, so I have not seen many Jackie Chan movies, but mm. I saw one Jackie Chan movie when I was a kid where he was in the military fighting uh-huh. in a war. Uh-huh. And this really brought me to that because there were like almost some of those kind of kung fu elements but it was also very much like trench warfare like jackie chan throwing a grenade uh and i don't don't know if this is some sort of like homage to that type of thing or if it was supposed to be an homage to some type of war movie Mm -hmm. Hmm. but it was it was bizarre when all of a sudden there were like machine guns and grenades and explosions coming out well (laughs) it's bizarre in this movie for sure uh had had me rolling on the floor i loved it i don't know what jackie (laughs) chan movie you're referring to because jackie chan movies are awesome yeah i love jackie chan movies particularly his police story films but those aren't like this they're they're they they're they can be comedic but that first one in particular is very serious yeah i mean i saw this as like a nine-year-old boy so interesting i I cannot tell you i gotta seek that one out that's good i i i'm just a sucker for a guy getting hit in the face with a bottle i just love (laughs) yeah yeah beginning so one of the brothers is (laughs) it's it's implied you know that these these brothers are just super, super poor. I mean, you know, Stephen Chow as our lead is, you know, walking around trying to sell his brand of Shaolin karate, um, but and uh, is doing so while collecting cans and like exchanging them for pennies, um, and then scamming <laughs> people out of dumplings. And there's another brother that like he, you know, they they go to recruit him, and the guy's standing there, and he just immediately comes up with a suit on because he's like ready for a job interview, any job interview. Um, but so the one guy has become like a bus boy at a restaurant and the boss is just really abusive yeah. and you know, just smashes him over the head with a and bottle. He constantly breaks <laughs> bottles over his head. Just that, that's just the, yeah, it's the normal form of discipline over there. And I guess at one point, Stephen Chow and this brother had a band. <laughs> and so they had some hits that they were going to play. Um, and uh, so they, you know, essentially they, they perform because the restaurant needed someone to fill in for this other band and uh, a member of the audience literally launches a bottle and smashes it on the guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. I love it. There's a smash cut with a similar bottle break that just left me dying. It's like, cause it's a completely different scene. And then you smash cut back to the same brother with him with a dead expression on the face, getting another bottle smashed over his head yeah. and he doesn't react at all. Uh-huh. I love that. I, I do love that. Like, Anytime anybody does something that is moderately disappointing, a mob comes out and just beats you. <laughs> like, I, I love that. Like, because when they're doing the band and they play the song about like Shaolin Kung Fu or whatever, mm-hmm. a crowd just comes in and they just start beating the shit out of them <laughs> for no reason. They're like, "You're Steelhead," and they fucking knock it over his head. He's like, "No, I'm I'm Steel Leg. I'm Soft Head. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm Soft Scalp." He's steel head, and then they break the other guy's legs. Uh, <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm tissue paper head. 
Uh, I'm bone disorder. You're looking for my brother. What a great name. I'm bone disorder. I want to use that. Calcium deficient. Please don't break anything. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, there's the shit with the, the girl or whatever, and, um, I mean, that's basically the movie. I mean, yeah, they're, they're kicking ass at soccer, and then, um, they get to the last round against Team Evil, and, mm-hmm. uh, that's when we, well, suddenly the evil team is doing just as good as them, and that's mm-hmm. when it's revealed that the coach bought, uh, some power-enhancing drugs from the U.S. They're juicing. They're juicing. Yeah. They really threw the U.S. under the bus. I, I love that he's like, those American drugs are doing great. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gotta throw one jab at America. I loved it. No, it's funny. Yeah. Bonds hit 60 home runs last year. <laughs> right. I'll have what he's having. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I is it. there a difference between the way these guys kicked and the way Bond hit? I mean, not really. Uh, Base- baseball might as well have caught fire. Yeah, basically the same, right? Basically the same. <laughs> I love this final uh, uh, soccer match, by the way. It's one of the things that was getting me excited when you guys were going to watch it, just because it's just bonkers, and it makes absolutely no sense. Everything that could possibly happen in the soccer game basically happens. It, it just turns uh, into an anime fight. Like, I mean, they're floating, yeah. they're flying, they're kicking, fire explosions, the it, works. It's just like the the, the, the the accumulation, it's like they're not just flying, but when they kick the ball, the the ground creates like a shock wave around the ball as right. it flies through it. But yet somehow the field is still intact after, you know, all was said and done. I love and it. And in, in typical fashion for all of these types of movies... Uh, you know, they lose a player because they get injured and the girl sort of love interest pops in to like save the day as their last player. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's well, how, they call how, her- how great is it when the goalie goes out and he like knows that he's about to die, essentially, or at least be removed from the game because he has seen the the way that these balls catch on fire for yeah. the other player. So he decides to call oh, this the is, love of his life. This is the so good. funniest oh thing. God. I, I, Great, oh my right. God. This is probably the funniest thing in the movie. So he calls, so he calls, <laughs> he calls this, this woman that I guess he regretted never saying I love you to. And so he calls and he's like, I just want to tell you that I've loved you, whatever. This might be the last time you hear from me. Yada, 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 that whole spiel. And then there's this guy on the other end and he goes, I think you're looking for my wife. <laughs> And he's and like, he, well, tell your wife what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. Uh, so good. Oh, you got to respect that. That's a power move. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. But again, it's the same delivery. Just like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll tell your wife I said that. Right. Doesn't even flinch. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so funny. Amazing. Uh, anything else about the plot? I mean, that's basically it. And then the good guys win and that's it. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's it. They, it. The plot's not what's important here. I guess the only other thing notable that happens is that society adopts kung fu, and they park their cars using kung fu, and they take the bus using kung fu, and so on and so forth. I do, yeah, they're cut into all of these people doing all of the things that he promised at the beginning, trimming the hedges with swords while like flipping around, and mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like the Star Wars prequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Cazanoco, co-creators of Avatar The Last Airbender, stated in an interview that Shaolin Soccer is one of our favorite movies. 
has a lot of fantastic action and lots of funny moments. Some of the effects provided inspiration for how bending the art of controlling the elements might look on the show. Wow. Hmm. I mean, is there any higher praise? I, I think not. I mean, Avatar, is- Avatar The Last Airbender is, by and large, one of the best animated series of all time. It's one of the best things that's ever existed. Yeah, it's... it's- yeah. Are you an Avatar fan? I haven't seen a single episode. Wowza. This is Which- not an exaggeration, Adam, to say that it is one of the best... Who's best uh, series guy? ever made. What's, I have, what, what is going on here? I don't say this often, but that show has a 100% approval rating by literally everyone I've ever known. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what really good. What are you doing? It is very good. It is worth watching. What's going on here? I have been saving my, my uh, you know, virginity of this show because uh, I, I one day I would like to, I would like us to talk um, um, M. Night Shyamalan's Last Airbender because I have not seen it yet. And well, you can't fully appreciate how horrendous it is. No, you when can't. You know but that's what makes it what source material they had to work with. But th- that that's kind of what gets me curious. <laughs> how would I appreciate a movie like? Okay, it? so let's schedule that a couple months out, and you're gonna have to watch it in between now and then. I have all of the DVDs and box set if you'd like them. I think I assume the show is streaming somewhere. But I have to watch all of Last Airbender, like like the whole. Well, you at least have to watch the first season. But I mean, once you watch the first season, you'll. It's not going to be a problem. I think it's funnier if I just watch the movie. No, 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 no. You have to. You have to watch the show. I mean, we could get an outside perspective, but I, I don't think it's going to change. I know change. they mispronounced. Yeah, like last week when I tried doing yeah. Walking to Dogtown. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, Adam. I, I think that all that's going to happen is you're going to say, yeah, it's bad. And that's going to be like the whole conversation. Okay. Because I know they mispronounce everybody's names. Like Ong. That's- Ang <laughs> is pronounced Ong. Yeah. It's like Shyamalan didn't even watch the show. I mean, it's like, yeah, I don't even know how you... <laughs> it's like he didn't even watch. I imagine the actor was like, Aang, and he's like, cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Now I'm it's, no expert here. Um, those are two A's. It's not Aardvark, it's Aardvark. <laughs> that double A sound. Oh, no, guys. What about Aaron? No, I don't know any Aarons. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll do that. Maybe like in like March or April or something. Yeah, March of the Shyamalan. Ma- oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Ooh. Nico perked up big. March of the Shyamalan. I mean, we can, do, we can easily do this. Easily. What have we met? We haven't talked happening yet either. Last so. Airbender happening. happening. We already did Lady in the Water. Uh, and we haven't done Old. Yeah, yeah, I guess we could. Yeah, we I could. Guess. Old's worthy. I think it's kind of worthy of it. Vic <laughs> uh, hasn't seen it yet. I have. Uh, I mean, After Earth, I guess we could do. Oh, still. I hear After Earth sucks. You know? Oh, boy. Yeah, we could do that. Just his worst. Mm, what else is there? That's basically it. The rest of his movies kind of rule. I guess you're right. <laughs> is Glass worth Let's talking about or is Glass kind of too good? No, nah, it's not worth it. Okay. Shyamalan rules, man. <laughs> he's 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 weird how polarizing he is. Yeah, I, I, I went from totally despising him to loving him. Once I, old of all movies, once old comes out, complete one eighty. Yeah. Old completely just it reshaped my entire perception of the man, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah, you, now you're just like I know what he's going for. Like I get, I, I get the intent. <laughs> I still don't believe that's a good movie at all. But oh, I, old's awesome. But I would still—I I won't hear this. Right I would—I hear no, no. I would still recommend people see it, but I don't think it's a good movie. If that I don't makes know any what sense. it'll do to Nico if I hate it. Oh, <laughs> oh Nick, you would fucking despise this. That thing. movie rocks. 
It's, it just slaps, man. It definitely slaps. It slaps. <laughs> doesn't 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 make it good, but it slaps all right. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, all right, game. Drew That's the name of the game. I guess Stephen Chow is uh, is the most obvious one here. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stephen Chow, director of this film, Kung Fu Hustle, the Fair. aforementioned Mermaid. <laughs> Prolific director. Prolific. He's done a lot. Prolific. I bet you that guy's worth a decent chunk of money. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll say. Uh, eh, I'll go twenty five mil. 25. Ooh, I'm going, go 25. going higher. Okay. Going higher. I'm, uh, I think I want to go, do I do it? I was yeah. going to say 90 million. I'm going 90. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say 72 million. <sighs> mm. That was going to be my guess before either of you guessed. So, okay. Not, it's not boxing s- anybody out. Why 72? Why not just 70? I, I wanted to, you know, be exactly right. Uh, <laughs> and you are. How weird would that be? Are you exactly wrong? Exactly I'm, wrong. I'm, yeah, there's no way I'm right. <laughs> That'd be crazy. The other day I was at the gas station uh, and I started filling up my tank and I went, <laughs> I went 2886. And I swear to God, it stopped at 2886. And I was like, whoa, wow. I am a wizard. That's oh the God. best. That is the best. $30 million. All right. $30 million? Nice. <laughs> That's the game. That's how we play it. Did I just get possessed by the by the ghost of Bob Barker? Oh, that was that was good. All right. Um, Oh, by the way, I watched uh, Shang Chi. Oh yeah, you didn't end up seeing it, did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I've heard it's good. I'm sure it's very good for uh Disney Plus. I don't know if it's yeah, worth $18 would, at the movie theater. Yeah, I that's kind of Disney Plusy. Yeah, that's fine. I thought the CGI I've heard, I've heard good was things. like wretched. Mm. I thought it was really <laughs> bad. Like Yeah. Well, so here's the okay. I, I, minor spoiler for this movie. So Ben Kingsley shows up hmm. as the Mandarin again. Mm. And He's there with like uh, a pillow dog, right? He's there with a like a, a plushable, like yeah, what huggables? I think that was <laughs> snuggables. It's a pillow. Do- I don't know how else to describe it. It's a pillow dog. Right. <laughs> so he's there, and like uh, Tony Lung, that's the guy's name. Yeah, Tony mm-hmm. Lung from uh, like uh, uh, in the mood for love and a bunch of like great Wong Kar Wai movies is also in the movie, and he plays like the main bad guy. Um. And watching those two titans just like slumming it here. I mean, those two are able to just like Stephen or I'm not, I'm sorry, Tony Lung is like doing these monologues about like when he found these 10 super rings Mm. that like, you know, that unite the galaxy against like this evil dragon that's hidden behind this, this wall. Like he's doing all of the, this fucking monologuing of non of comic book nonsense. And he's selling it. Like it's insane watching these just Titans of their craft do such horseshit. Like it's pretty nuts to me. 
watching those two in this movie because like and ben kingsley too is it's a thankless role mm-hmm. i mean it's just the title it's <laughs> it's so fucking stupid what he's asked to do in this he's playing the same character he played in iron man 3 yeah 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 but you know taken to the extreme so um yeah crazy to me it's it's but just kinda, it, it seems a little desperate to like tie things together at times yeah yeah um man we we uh we have just, we failed. We failed our society. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I, again, I saw it and I just thought it was, it was okay, I guess. I didn't have much to say about it. Yeah, it's, it's. <laughs> I mean, I like the lead in the movie enough. Um, I love him in the show King's Kim's Convenience, which is a great little show on Netflix. The real question is, uh, can Jeff Bezos save television? I can't, Jesus. It's not that the is, hero we want, you know. it's the hero we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's all. That's my only thoughts on that. That's okay. Wow, long night of podcasting. Yeah. yeah, I love you so very, very much. Thank you too for being a trooper with me tonight. Yeah, talking T, T- Swift. I'm, I'm very excited. Next yeah. week we're starting our new tradition. It's only going to be a two year long tradition, but <laughs> Cranksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am I think so we can excited. Maybe- Maybe milk three or four out of it. How do you milk three or four? <laughs> How do you? There's only two movies. How do you? Do you do the Ghost Rider movies? What do you just do more Jason Statham? Just Christmas with the Cranks. Uh, oh fuck you! Oh, no. oh god, that's good. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> oh no! Come on. <laughs> that's not even the right word. No. <laughs> that's great. Crank up the volume. I think that's a movie. It might be turn up the volume. See, I'm, yeah, as, as as has been said, I've never seen either of the Crank movies, so you guys have been hyping this one for me. They seem like my kind of movies. Next week, guys. All right. Next week, talking Crank. Love you. Have a good Thanksgiving. You, <laughs> but we'll talk about that next yeah. week. Uh, until then, you've been so very, very naughty. No. No. Totally.